Yes, well, it's cold outside. It's raining. It's very, very grey. Uh, I've got on a t-shirt, a shirt, a sleeveless jumper, a jumper and a dressing gown. And I'm clutching a cup of coffee. Uh, all in the name of being able to sit in the window to do this podcast because it's actually so cold. Welcome to a very chilly episode 127 of Mr. Burt Pods. No, well, yes, I was about to go into outrage, actually, because um, the car's parked over the road. And then I realised it's because it's the neighbour's car and they've had to park over the road because there's an open-reach van parked where they normally park. There seems to be absolutely no, but there's no open-reach thing around here, so I don't know what they're doing. And then there's another great big van outside our flat, which is just really annoying me. It's just a big grey silver thing. It's all, it's all quite upsetting, and I've actually had a very difficult week, and... Um, uh, I've got a lot to say. So uh, I started, well, I yeah, I can't really start with what my day, what, how today went, because it all goes back to next, uh, to last Tuesday. Now, last Tuesday, um, listeners, devoted listeners may remember me mentioning the Zoe uh, app uh, food box that was turning up. That turned up. Um, I thought it was going to be quite simple. I just thought it was just do a little bit of this and a little bit of that uh, and send off and get some test results uh, and it's turned out to be manifestly complicated uh, so fortunately we chose last Tuesday to start doing it um, I nearly had a breakdown just looking at the instructions for everything we had to do um, and it all revolved around eating that day which I thought I thought that day the first day was it but apparently it seems to go on for about a century at least. Um, so that day we had to eat nothing but muffins that they send. The reason being the muffins are baseline uh, things to have in your system so that they then can monitor the uh, stuff that you send them, which was yet another feces sample. Just another thrilling experience I had to go through. Uh, that was that. And then I had to put a blood monitor, a blood sugar monitor on, which is basically what people with diabetes have. So that's, uh, you have to uh, jab yourself with this uh, plastic uh, white disc. Uh, and then, I mean, it is absolutely amazing. I have to say it is absolutely amazing what this thing does. And I'm not knocking it at all. Because if you're diabetic, I mean, to think of what people had to do before they have this thing now. Um, the What you do is you then download an app. And when you put your phone next to the disc on your arm, uh, it basically buzzes twice and it tells you what your blood sugar level is. Um, and it gives you the, the safe area on a graph and obviously the non-safe area. So, because uh, some people have had a very exciting, well, some, some people are having a very exciting week with this full stop. Uh, I'm struggling. So uh, that was that. So that, that uh, so I've got that on my arm uh, under a big plaster thing for about two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Um, so that you put the Zoe details into the uh, the blood sugar app so that they can monitor, they can access it and monitor what's going on. 
<laughs> so it was awful. We had it was something like three of these muffins. I mean, proper sized muffins for breakfast, and you couldn't. Could you drink? Yeah, you could drink water. I mean, it was so depressing eating these muffins. And then it was two for lunch. Um, and I can't remember. It's all gone a bit of a blur. Then, then in by the evening, I think after about three hours, uh, we went back to normal. Um, so yes, yeah, so there was the blood sugar being monitored, and then there was also a blood test to do, uh, which was uh, less than simple. Well, I mean, turn off now if you're not keen to hear about bloodletting. Um, certain people couldn't get any blood out, <laughs> jabbing their fingers left, right, and centre. And at one point, I caught them running up and down the stairs, wearing a hat and a scarf and a coat. I quite how what that was supposed to be doing. I have no idea. I just followed the instructions, which said stick your hands in very, very hot water. Of course, some people can't do that because they're too sensitive. Put your hands in very, very hot water. Um, jiggly hands about a lot. Uh, I can't remember. Basically, I had no problem. Well, because I went the other way. It was like psycho when I did it. I was just had there was just blood everywhere. It was like a blood bath. Um, it was just ridiculous. There's one of us couldn't get any blood out, and I couldn't stop the blood coming out. Um, and then you have to drop the blood onto a little uh, card, and then that sort of separates. Uh, takes this is for your blood flat blood fat levels. Um, so you have to put it on a part of the card and then another part of the card sort of it sort of spreads into another part of the card and it separates out so some of it's red and some of it's sort of neutral colored i can't remember what, what it was anyway so that was all done so that and the other test were boxed up uh, and sent off back to uh, zoe to get my test results which take about two weeks and um, so that's all from the baseline of the muffins then and then it just all got really complicated there was this mega long uh they have all these lessons you've got to go through in this and it what's really annoying about it is each lesson is like a little sound bite i mean it is interesting what you're learning but it each way to move on to the next page uh you have to it has things like that's great wow tell me more I just can't wait. Uh, it's, like, it's just really annoying. So there was loads of stuff to read, uh, interspersed with all those cheery little things. And then um, then I had to do a profile of my health, uh, which took ages because I happened to have had a blood thing at the doctor's within the last six months. So if you'd had that, you, you could put all the details in to the Zoe app to get your profile. So um, that was all thrilling. And then, and then, um, what do you eat? What have you eaten in the past month or something? Every single food item you can imagine, they ask about whether you've had it or not. Um, and it just took forever. It took me, it took me an hour and it took about an hour and a half or something to do it all. Um, and I thought that was it. And it's still, that's not it. So anyway, they're monitoring you on uh, your the microbes, gut microbes or microbes in your gut, uh, of which we all have very, very different microbes, and we're not even twins, don't share an awful lot. Your blood sugar and also your fat in your blood. Uh, so that's all that going on. And then you have to monitor every single meal, which is just driving me up the wall. So it's not, the app's not brilliant. It's, it's all, it's fine, but it's not brilliant. 
So you have to put down what time every single thing you eat and drink. Um, and of course, I pre-cook meals, so and I have to go through the recipe book, I have to put everything down. Um, it just takes forever. You can save meals, uh, just save them and just sort of repeat putting them in, so that saves a bit of time. So that all went on, and then then they've started these. And still, so every day you get little lessons that you've got to read up on, and now we started some uh, tests on blood sugar um oh it just goes on forever uh so on saturday morning oh, i had to eat 45 grams of porridge oats with made with water i mean it was just the most depressing breakfast you can imagine take your blood sugar level before and then take it three hours later fast and then for three hours and then take it again from which i learned uh i'd quite a bit of a spike and quite a bit of a dip in my blood sugar and then the next day uh same with cheese cheddar cheese there was a choice of foods this is what i chose uh, exactly the same thing really depressing breakfast cheddar cheese uh, of which i had a lot less of a spike in the dip uh, and the point they were making there was that although you've got roughly the same calories in the oats and the cheese uh, they have a completely different effect well not yeah no it was quite a different effect on your blood sugar so that was interesting. So basically they're saying that not all calories are the same. Um, so then, yes, yeah, so then that's all got complicated today because day, I'm on day three, but day four, you're supposed to have another thrilling porridge oat breakfast and then do half an hour exercise. Now I do my, half, my running today, so I've confused myself completely by um, trying to fiddle around with the, Zap, the app to make, the test for day tomorrow today and I don't know what's going on really I think I've managed it so there's a test with exercise which I did today which basically keeps your blood sugar down so it stops the spike so it's the same as what I did the first morning uh, but instead of getting a sort of an up and a down spike and a dip uh, it was a lot smaller so basically exercise keeps your sugar blood sugar levels fairly uh, stable and then I think there's another one where you've got to eat the cheese and the oats, and then there's another one where you eat the cheese and the oats, and the oats with a gap between the two of them. So I'm really looking forward to those. Uh, so uh, then, anyway, at the end of all this, basically, you send off your your feces and your blood, and they will analyse that and tell you what your profile is, and then. They put that together with your health and your diet and they monitor that along with what you're putting in for your daily meals um, and they come out with the best type of foods to be concentrating on. They say don't not eat anything, um, but it's sort of the optimum type of foods to be eating um, without denying yourself anything. So it's not a diet, it's just to be eating the best possible food for yourself. Um, I don't know, really. And uh, so, uh, oh, and then also the blood sensor only stores information uh, up to eight hours. So, because I sleep longer than eight hours, well, it's longer than eight hours between me uh, taking it just before I go to bed and when I get up, I have, then have to get up in the middle of the night, which isn't that difficult because I usually toodle off to the toilet. And I have to remember to take it in the middle of the night, do that and scan it in the middle of the night as well. Um, it's been a roller coaster. There's still a massive stuff to do. I, I, there's this journey you go on, 
I'm only on about step two or three of about ten. So goodness knows what else I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but anyways, so, so it's these three things. It's your gut microbes and your blood fat and your blood sugar uh, that they're examining. What was that? That they're examining. It's absolutely miserable outside. There's just 101 cars outside. I've never seen so many cars. I don't know why. Um, so this morning, yes, yeah, so that all threw me out this morning. So, um, so I decided uh, as it was about to rain, I'd have my breakfast, go for my oats, go for a run, uh, and then do yoga when I got back. And that was just dreadful. I mean, the a, the, the run was all right, but it started raining at the beginning and then it eased off. Uh, and then consequently, because I'd put my phone in my um, pocket, my Strava didn't monitor anything, so I have no idea what that was. And I also had to run back round the uh, recreation crowd, which is so deadly boring. I can't believe I used to do that week after week after week after week, because uh, I needed to be able to get home if it started raining heavily. And then I tried to do yoga after a run, and I just, I couldn't. It was just, it was so difficult. I was just aching and uh, I just gave up in the end. I tried to do two sessions with Adrian because they're only 20 minutes long and it's not really long enough uh, considering he used to do a full hour every Monday. But uh, she did, she just had all these hip hip um, opening things that I just, she got, she got onto going into pigeon and I just, that was the end of it for me. Uh, so, um, <sighs> I mean, I'm just exhausted talking about it to be honest. So all that aside, um, so um, I'm a bit sniffly actually. I'm more, I've actually warmed up a bit, which is quite good. So um, that seems to have dominated the whole week. Uh, I don't feel I've done very much else uh, other than get into a state about monitoring and logging every single thing I eat. Um, I had a rehearsal on Thursday, which was... Uh, an understood rehearsal, uh, which is exciting. And um, I'm quite looking forward to the next show coming in, actually. It's going to be a bit jollier than this one. And um, so yesterday was the big trip to Button House, a.k.a. West Horsley Place. Uh, we went to, managed to set off half an hour late, uh, which is marvellous. I'd booked lunch in a pub nearby, because uh, it was Sunday lunch and I thought there'd be loads and loads of families there and of course it was really quiet when we got there but it did get busy so then I got into a state because I couldn't I didn't know how to put that into the food monitoring thing because it was like oh you can scan as well you can scan barcodes on foods uh, and log they've sort of got like got a library of stuff in uh, in the app so uh, that does quicken things up a bit but you have to put in how much uh, you have each thing as well, and at what time, and oh, that's linked up. So anyway, I got into a state about the fact I had to put this meal in, and I didn't know what was what. And uh, then we, well, it was a nice meal, it was a roast, Sunday roast, very nice. And then we uh, headed off to uh, West Horsley Place, which was lovely. I didn't realise that it, I think Bamba Gascon had only got the house uh, in... It wasn't that long ago, and I think he must, he must have got the trust set up to look after the house before he died. But I don't think he actually... Uh, so basically, the house is held in trust, and the main 
reason for it being in trust is so it's uh, is it f is for it to be used as for community use. So um, it's not like going around a stately home. They had to sell off a lot of stuff uh, that the last owner, uh, who was a lady something or other, um, uh, she left it to Bamba Gascoigne wanting him or expecting him to sell it so that he could then fund his own projects. But he, he did know her and he'd been there, but apparently she only lived in four rooms, so he'd only ever seen four rooms of the house. And then when she died, he saw the rest of the house and was so bowled over by it that he decided to keep it, which is why he then set up the trust. Bang next door to it in a rather lovely round modern building is Grange Park Opera. So they're, they're sort of linked up with that. They do things in the summer. Uh, apparently the Globe had done uh, a play in the summer. I think the Broad Ballet had done something there in the summer. Uh, there was an exhibition of art by... Um, I think he had special needs. He was there. He'd been... Uh, there's a charity set up to work with people with disabilities uh, to let them work with art. Uh, and he'd been mentored for a year. So he'd done, learnt how to do some etchings. Well, no, I mean, he was there with proper etchings. Um, and he had those on display in uh, the big barn, which they'd converted into a sort of space for events, I suppose. Uh, and that was really nice. There, A lot of the pictures were characters from the TV series Ghosts, which, of course, is filmed, as we all know. Um, so that's very, you know, that's a big community thing, working with this charity. Um, they had some local craftspeople uh, had got some stuff that they were selling. Um, and then they've got a Christmas fair with a local community group. So that they're of there. And then they only have about three or four open days like this during the year in which you can just go in and walk around. There's only about four or five rooms you can see. And unfortunately, the upstairs room, uh, they're having a crisis with the ceiling. So they'd had to clear all the furniture out and put scaffolding in that's basically holding the ceiling up. So um, that was a bit of a shame, but uh, it's it's diff it's painted differently to go. So I think they put, they must really, really dress it for the television programme, including the, the gate that you see at the beginning of the show, which apparently is papier-mâché. <laughs> um, that isn't there at all. Uh, and the production company sort of move into a wing of the house. Um, but the house has got an incredible history. Um, but I want to go back because they have some tours. I want to go back on tours and uh, really learn about the house because it's got connections with Queen Elizabeth I and Henry VIII and Walter Raleigh. Um, and it's had loads and loads of owners. So it's got a really rich history. Um, but there's a beautiful library. The main hallway is the one that you see most in Ghosts, but it's basically white uh, with nothing in it. So they, they completely fill it full of stuff. Um, the chessboard uh, that Robin and Julian play on is there uh, upstairs and the beautiful, the two beautiful staircases, the one that doesn't go down to a cellar but does go down to a cellar in the television programme, which is Jacobean staircase, is absolutely stunning and a lovely, the lovely one uh, that they go up and down uh, a lot, uh, that's there as well, but again the walls are white, um, but it's beautiful, it's lovely. Um, and I think what they they just it just seems so fantastic to do all this community stuff with it um, that uh, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on the events and uh, we'll definitely go back. It's about an hour and a half drive away. Uh, so that was a really lovely day. 
Um, I've got photos of it on the Instagram, should anyone be interested. Uh, and it's got a lovely wall garden as well, a really beautiful garden. So, um, yeah. And then uh, we've discovered there's a Ghosts US. Yeah, uh, the Americans have picked it up and remade it. Uh, so we watched a pilot episode of that last night, which was very funny. Uh, different and the same. They've, uh, it's had the blessing of the English writers. Also turns out that one of the actors lives near us because we walked past them uh, the other day. Well, I wasn't looking, so I didn't see them, but um, uh, someone else did. So uh, we've got a little connection that way. That's nice. And um, uh, oh, I'm running out of time, actually. Um, where am I? I finished a book. Yes, I finished The End of the Fair. If anyone knew I was, did I mention I was reading The End of the Fair? Um, not the jolliest of books to be reading, but one of those sort of really unputdownable books. Uh, the thing with Graham Greene is he's just got such a brilliant way with plots. Um, it gets very Catholic, um, but the structure of the plot around the end of the affair is is very is unexpected, not what I expected at all. Uh, although I had seen the film a long time ago. Um, I don't know why I read it. I just found the book down by the side of the bed for some reason. Uh, so to finish that, I've since read Endless Night by Agatha Christie, which was uh, a real surprise. And I have to say, if I hadn't known it was by Agatha Christie, I probably wouldn't have said it was by Agatha Christie. Very clever book. Uh, not a conventional murder story at all. <clears throat> and um, I'm drawing to the end of After You've Gone by Maggie O'Farrell, which I, I highly recommend. But again, it's everything I'm reading is about people dying. Um, I'm going to have to read something jollier. <clears throat> there we go. So that's my reading. And then television uh, is much muchness. I uh, can't think of anything new on that. Still Attorney Wu. Still episode four. Couldn't get through that without crying. Um, it is just a beautiful, beautiful series. That's Extraordinary Attorney Wu on Netflix for anyone that has not seen it. Uh, I highly, 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 highly recommend it. Um, and uh, started watching a thing on Disney Star called The Bear, which is about a man who goes back to his father dies and his father's got a little New York restaurant cafe and he's like a really really uh, top-notch chef working one of the most prestigious restaurants I think that's what the thing is uh, it's a bit stressful watching it's not I thought it was a comedy comedy I think it's a drama comedy um, but they're all it is stressful watching it because it's the pressure of the kitchen but they're all really lovely characters and everybody likes each other so there's no sort of um, horribleness to it so I'm definitely going to stick with that I think if they hadn't liked each other and it had been nasty I would have given up on it um, and I think that's all actually I'm, I'm really tired today I think uh, I'm never doing a rant before yoga uh, again if I can help it um, I'm sure there's lots of other things to say but I can't think of any it's been very quiet outside and it's still raining uh, and the rocking chair is hitting a table next to me which is what the creaking noise is if anybody's interested so um uh, thank you for listening.